Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good day, which should cover both morning, evening, and anything else. And yes, I know that was three, and I said both. And welcome to Gatecast episode 115, covering season six, episode six, Abyss. Good morning, everybody. Oh, well, it isn't morning, but it still feels like morning. Being recorded on my last day of my Christmas holidays, it's a sad day. Yeah, well, my Christmas holidays were about four days long. Yours lasted a month. You see, so I have more reason to be depressed. I was getting bored yesterday. I was like, hmm. sitting around the house. Do something productive in the day. You managed to work your way through all of Atlantis. That was productive. Yeah, 100 episodes. And I didn't get my Elite sticker from Get Glue. I've noticed that sometimes. You check in to things more than five times. Because I checked into Sarah Walker six times and I still haven't got a fan sticker. Yeah. I'd like a Sarah Walker specific fan sticker, preferably for one of those nice little two pieces with the stockings with the knives in. <laughs> She's worth checking into. I think the best you're going to get is just, you know, a headshot. That's all. Oh, come on. They have her in her underwear in episode one. It's not like they weren't pushing the agenda. Yeah, that's different from what NBC, isn't it? It is, because I, I watched documentary at the end of season one disc, and you see Adam's head, and then underneath it, Sarah's head, and then underneath it, Chuck's head, and it's like they go sort of, it starts top, and Adam goes N, and then Sarah goes B, and Chuck goes C. <laughs> Creative marketing there. Yes, indeed. Are you a fan of science fiction and fantasy? Do you enjoy genre television and comic books? Then you should be listening to the Sci-Fi Dig podcast found at SciFiDig.com, where every week I discuss an episode of genre television. Sci-Fi Dig, it's not just a podcast, it's a community. SciFiDig.com Where's my damn flying car? <laughs> not this year. Oh, there was someone that tweeted... Yes. Someone asked about their flying car on a 2 by 3 inch portable computer simultaneously to thousands of followers around the world. Yeah, advances in some areas, not in others. Remember eight years ago we were discussing what new things had been invented in the previous ten years, and the best thing we could come up with was the wheelie bin. <laughs> a great stride forward in refuse management. You know, generally you're legally required to sort into four types, and you can be fined if you don't. Yeah. Somebody was asking me about that. I think it was my friend on Friday was asking me about the German economy and how flexible it was. I said, Pratchett people are Pratchett people irrespective of where they're from. It is a nation in and of itself. I say, core quality is still not good. I think this uh, wireless card sucks as I stare at your overly dramatic wallpaper. Or have you changed it by now? No, I've still got it. You're running seven, aren't you? Yeah. You know, you can just have it cycle. Why? I like this wallpaper. No, but you can have other sort of lightning storms. That's colour-adjusted, I take it. I can't imagine it would be that red. Could be a thermal camera. Like I said at the time, it is over a volcano. Hence all the ash and the steam in, in the sky. So there could be a nice big lava pit underneath there. Either way, whoever said the camera doesn't lie. <laughs> An inconvenient truth. Mm. But we digress. Shock. Peter Williams has serious 70s here. <laughs> Season 6. This is the one I haven't fully seen. 
And you recorded the bonus episode on your own. Yeah, only about 11 minutes, 12 minutes. Yeah, Scott was trying to persuade me to pick up the Big Finish audio, but they want like €45 Euro for six-hour-long episodes. Yeah, not exactly cheap. No, they're not. I'm not prepared to pay. Not when I can get. I looked at book two of the Dreaming Void trilogy, which I've already bought. And it's like, I think the three parts run to 7 hours 55, 8 hours 23, and 8 hours 40. And that's one book, which is $15. That's almost a solid day. I remember that uh, Stargate mod on... I remember one on Doom, actually. Yeah. Which is basically the uh, pyramid from the movie. Because I don't think the show had actually started at that stage. And they had the pyramid, and in the uh, sarcophagus was a ball which gave you an extra 100 health. Even if you're at full. So the equivalent of being resurrected. I mean, the pyramid looked quite nice from outside and the, the ground was all yellow. I'm thinking, someone sat there and modded this for ages. Where would we be without fans? We'd be talking to ourselves. <laughs> I have tweeted and I have read the teaser. In fact, I read the teaser last time we recorded. Yeah, this is probably going to be an episode, probably a few more audio clips than normal because it's a very talky episode. And considering who's doing the talking... Mm-hmm. Well, actually, two characters doing the talking. Both are important to the franchise, as we'll find out. Yes, indeed. Like I said, I, I don't recall the opening of this episode. I think I came in about 25 minutes in. And during my rewatch, I never really got this far. So, mostly because I didn't have the assist. Well, it does help when you actually have the program you want to watch. Yes. Right. Iver 3, Iver Doe, Iver Hain. Clicky. Nice Rory line. Ah. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Christopher? He's burning up. Yes. Uh, this is scenes from Frozen. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any Jack in the last episode. He had a week off. Look at him. The symbiote Kanan is someone I know well. I have no doubt that he would be willing to blend with O'Neill, cure him, and then leave him again if another suitable host can be found. Sir, the symbiote's host died while they were on a mission. The Tok'ra have strong reason to believe that the symbiote has vital information to reveal, and this would give him that chance. Sir, please. This is a decision Jack had to make, to die or live as a, a Tok'ra, with the promise that when the time came, he'd be uh, released, 100% cured. Mm-hmm. And not sort of basted as a turkey. Yeah. Christopher was complaining about having to carry the coffin. <laughs> there were six of them. <laughs> Forest and hunting horns. Yes. Dan Shea doubling up as uh, Richard Dean Anderson for this scene. Because Richard doesn't want to run through a forest. Well, he could trip and hurt himself. Quite of that. But it's okay for her to do it. Ooh. I can't. Hide here until the chopper eye is activated. Go. Doesn't really sound like Jack. No. Well, it's not supposed to, is it? Well, even when the uh, symbiote takes over, there's still a hint of the host there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much uh, a given that he won't be able to die like that quickly. Mm. And that scene is uh, Richard Dean Anderson shot in the studio. Effective mud. And... Oh, look. There's Kanan running away or crawling away. How long can it survive outside the host? Uh, well, it's a fully matured, so probably some time. Yeah. Oh, yes. Tree. <laughs> he doesn't look happy. Just in case we didn't know it was Jack. <laughs> Moody Jack. 
studio mod. I mean, why bother to recreate modern studio when they can do it for real? It's Canada, it's not exactly dry. Well, probably because it costs a fraction of the price. You know, if you go on location for anything, even for a 30-second shot, you've got all the union fees that go with it, insurance and whatnot. Anyway, you're not going to fit your spiel in, so go. Plenty of time. Like I said, the episode is very talky. Abyss, 1st of July 19th, 2002. Written by Brad Wright and directed by Martin Wood. Shares its name with an episode of Smallville and has slight variations with Entourage, Babylon 5 and Xena. One of the more popular episodes from season 6. Yes, I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. Is that Jonas in that quad shot at the end? Yes, that's Jonas. Uh, they lifted the uh, scene straight from Redemption Part 2. Ooh, sarcophagus. So we can assume this is directly after he was captured by Jafar and he's been healed. Yes, who could that be? Oh, face in shadow. And now he's got a hole in his tunic, which he didn't have before. The host lives, my lord. Hmm. I've never noticed that little stream running down the mountain. Yeah, All the times I've seen that shot. With special guest appearance. Use the hand the rails, General. Health and safety. They've ruined it now, that's a spoiler. I'm sure we're in the trailers. It's the Tokra. It's about damn time. Here we see uh, Dorian Harewood again. <laughs> Got some bad news. Stand up! Mm, bad news. <laughs> You've lost him. <laughs> General Hammond. Counselor Torrent. I'm afraid my patience on this matter has just about run out. You've been promising the safe return of Colonel O'Neill for days. Where is he? I'm afraid I am the bearer of bad news. Mm, bad. <laughs> You've lost him. <laughs> And he just walked out of your base. Nobody noticed he was gone until it was too late. With the attack on Ravana, our numbers have been severely diminished. We had no reason to expect this. I see no reason to assign blame. Colonel O'Neill did put his life in your hands. He's got coffee. He hasn't got food, though. Oh, Jonas. Look at me, hot chocolate. You wouldn't know, Jonas. Strikes me as someone with a sweet tooth. Oh, yeah. There's a whole range of candy he probably hasn't tried yet. Colonel O'Neill would not agree to a blending with a symbiote unless there was more at stake than his life. Perhaps it was that repugnance of blending with another mind that caused O'Neill to behave so irrationally. General, I can't speculate on Colonel O'Neill's state of mind. Thorin has a very definite worldview here. Everything that's happened and gone wrong is Jack's fault, not Kanaan's. Oh, heavens, though. There is no way Colonel O'Neill could have walked out on his own. Then he was forced to do so against his will by the symbiote. You accuse an honored Tok'ra of behaving as a gold. Counselor. Kanan has fought the gold longer than any of you have lived. Yet you spit the word symbiote as though you spoke of vermin. Whatever you may think of our form, Kanan was as a brother to me. Mm, shiny lips, huh? Mm. A little bit too much uh, lip gloss on. Possible. The Tok'ra Council accepts that Kanan may be lost to us. That's the big difference between us, Counselor. We don't leave our people behind. Mm. The problem for the Tok'ra, they really can't spare any people to go looking for him. No. It's the old, uh, I'm just going out, I'll be some time, and the rest of them go, fair enough. 
As we come to find out, this base's primary technology is gravitational manipulation. Nice. How is that? You can be pinned to a wall quite effectively. Uh, the RC girls. I thought you were South African. Could be a Kiwi. Any South African. This is Cliff Simon. Mm-hmm. As I said, born in South Africa. Been in 24, undercovers, NCISLA. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely Jack. There's no mistaking Jack for a tow car. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not impressed, is he? Who are you? You go first. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you claim you do not know me. Well, take no offense there, Skippy. I'm sure you're a real hot, important ghoul. I've just always been kind of out of the loop with the snake thing. I am Ball. That's it? Just Ball? As in Bachi? Do not know the pain you will suffer for this impudence. I don't know the meaning of the word. Seriously. Impudence, what does that mean? Oh, little combination there of a a practical effect with a little bit of very thin wire to raise a dagger and then CGI to sling it across the room. I shall begin again. Who are you? Colonel Jack O'Neill, U.S. Air Force. Two L's in that. (laughs) Two L's. I may be a lot of things. But I'm no Tok'ra. It is true, we were only able to capture the host. Your symbiote fled the body out of cowardice. But it is also true that Tok'ra share body and mind equally. You will know all that it knew. I think I know less than you think I know. Why have you come to this outpost? Now see, that's a perfect example right there. I haven't a clue. Oh, you didn't see it, but you felt it. Yeah. So you got the, you got the one shot here with Bal on his set, and Jack being shot on another set, actually lying down on his back to give that look of gravity holding him down. You know your way to and from my most secret outpost. Clearly, you have been here. What? Did you really hope to escape my personal guard? What? Why did you abduct my slave? All right, look. This is the last thing I remember. I swear to God. I was sick. I agreed to let the Toker put a snake in my head or I would have died. Right now, I'm kind of wishing I had. Jack is really confused because yeah. he only knows fragments since Kanar and Scarpet. Why have you returned? I've never been here. What did you want with the female? What female? <laughs> He's got lots of them. Yeah, Bal can keep this up all day. And tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. Only once you've told me everything I ask, you'd be allowed to die. One last time. Where was his last mission? As an operative aboard a mothership in Zipakna's fleet. Oh, Zipakna. I said it right. Went uh, about him for some while. Being dead, of course. Mm-hmm. Unfinished business... Task left undone. His report stated the mission objectives were complete. We are willing to attempt contact with our operatives on these worlds here, here, and here. His previous missions. If Kanan returned to either of these worlds for whatever reason, our operatives may have learned of it. You would have thought if he had returned, he'd have been in touch. Mm-hmm. 
You spoke of Kanan's mission reports. What of it? Well, we'd like to see them. If Jonas's instinct is correct and Kanan had unfinished business, there may be clues. Their contents are not relevant. Well, Colonel O'Neill's life is at stake. I believe that is relevant. What you ask is not possible. <laughs> really? <laughs> not cooperating. Some alliance. Very good, Vicky. Another day. Isn't that a sequence in the opening credits? I believe it is, yeah. Oh, look, a redress corridor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like one huge zip. And again, we get the demonstration of... Magnets. Jack and his magnets. Hmm. Neat trick. I mean, been done for decades in Hollywood, but still neat. Yeah, no way out. Mm-hmm. I like it, they've actually got the damage in his tunic from where he was hit. Hello. Oh. This is you? Hi, Jack. The crowd goes wild. Very subtle reintroduction of Daniel Jackson. In cricket weights. Daniel. I leave and look at the mess you get yourself into. He does look like he's come from a, a summer's day having a pint. It's good to see you. Richard Dean Anderson was only available for four days when shooting this episode. Martin Wood was actually, you know, saying of all the people he had to do with that on this episode, it had to be uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Mm -hmm. Shame you're a delusion. Well, I'm here. I'm, I'm really here. Sure you are. Martin Wood, he had to get these two working together. Every other scene you see Jack in mm. is actually a two-shot. You know, him and Bao never work together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we saw that, Beckham left Manchester United because of it. Beckham's a thug. This one, they had to be together. Well, that's still a two-shot. I just tossed my shoe through you. Yes, you did. That's because I've ascended to another plane of existence. Oh. Remember to Sala, the whole glowing thing? You helped me out. I couldn't have done that without you. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm energy now. How's that working out for you? Good, actually. Very good. Very good. You... However, not... Yeah, well, you know what it's like coming back from the dead. Takes a while to get the color back in the cheeks. Yeah. You tell him, Jack. And this is what I meant about a talky episode. Mm. There's lots of talk that you do actually want to listen to. Yes. This is Jack and Daniel. Not a delusion? No. Okay. Show me your stuff. Bust me out of here. I can't. Why not? I'm not allowed to interfere. You're interfering right now. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I am consoling a friend. What good's the power to make the wind blow or toss lightning around if you can't use it to spring an old friend out of jail? I would if I could. You can't do that stuff? I can. I just... I can't. Well, thanks for stopping by, then. <laughs> yeah, he's visited and offering him moral support. Look, all he wants to know is the reason you came to this planet. You really don't know. Do you? Well, all I know is that you, or more accurately, the symbiote the Tok'ra placed inside of you, congratulations, by the way, walked off undetected in the middle of the night and came here. I can't believe I actually let them put a snake in my head. My head. I agreed to this. It never shared with you why I would walk alone into a heavily fortified ghouled outpost. There was no sharing. I was sick. I know. The whole scene was filmed on a Friday afternoon. Started at 3 p.m. 
It's a five-page scene at about 6 p.m. Martin Wood actually recorded today to scrap it. You know, he wasn't happy with it. Mm-hmm. And they, they came back first thing Monday morning and shot this scene as you see it now. So they shot five pages over nine hours and then Martin decided, this is crap, we'll only use it. He just wasn't happy about it. This is a weekly TV show. Don't they only get about ten days to shoot an episode? Less. And this was with, like I said, only four days with Richard Dean Anderson on set. You know, we obviously felt it. He wasn't, you know, people were tired. It would have been a long day. And you let them go off, come back fresh, and first set up Monday morning, bang, they got it. Frankly, after nine days of shooting, I'd find a bar. I don't know how many days off between episodes they get, but chances are not long. Mm. Apparently I've got a big day tomorrow. No, I'm not going to let that happen. I won't let him destroy you. You said you couldn't help. No, I can't stop Bal from torturing you any more than Oma could heal my radiation sickness, but... I can help you ascend. Would Jack really strike you as the type that would ascend? <laughs> no. I imagine he'd be very bored if he ascended. He'd probably last a couple of weeks before he did something that the ancients weren't happy with. Mm-hmm. My officers and enlisted personnel are following my direct orders. This Jafar threatened my life. I merely informed you that any further attempt to activate the Stargate would result in physical injury. Then I am a prisoner? I would prefer that you consider yourself a guest. <laughs> and that is the Christopher Judge muscle pose. Yes, I'm using a similar one myself, except I'm sitting down. And my arms aren't quite as wide. Yes, admire my muscles. This control facility is quite capable of relaying a request on multiple frequencies, including those used by the Tok'ra. <laughs> Jonas. Jonas has teeth. <laughs> there is no love loss between these lot. Uh, Thorin does not like humans, that's pretty evident. Yeah. Maybe because they, we haven't been giving them lots of hosts that they may have expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big grin on Christopher's face. Very well. I will make your request that the reports be sent here immediately. You may be a Togra, but you, you're still a ghoul, really. Take that. Says the incubation chamber. Yes. <laughs> Small detail. Let's not go into that. So, you want to be my Oma? <laughs> you could put it that way. I mean, I wouldn't, but maybe that's just me. I mean, Jack could put that kind of spin on the line. <laughs> I make Daniel the ascendant being feel uncomfortable. Well, Jack's more than capable of making anyone feel uncomfortable. I recall a scene from SGU where he basically rips the colonel a new one. You know, about necessary sacrifices for the mission. No one but you can choose what you become or the path you take. All I can promise you is it will be an amazing journey. Once you release your burden. Daniel, so help me, if you start talking like Oma... I'm not talking like Oma DeSala. Sounds like Oma No, 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 no. See, Oma DeSala would say something like, uh, if you mean, you know, the candlelight is fire, then the meal was cooked a long time ago, or something like that. <laughs> That line has been used many times in Stargate. Though a candle burns in my house, there's nobody home. (laughs) (laughs) Jack's not going to meet you halfway here, Daniel. This has to be something you want. I can't do this for you. It does speak volumes of how revered Daniel considers Jack. Beyond being a friend, he believes there's more to him than we see on the surface. Yeah. Even if, you know, Jack himself doesn't believe it. Mm-hmm. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? No. I'm not asking you to knock down walls or anything, just a little recon. Bal is just going to torture you Don't again. Don't get us that gun. Help me get my hands the on The next time gun. is going to be worse. That's when we move, the next time they come for you me. You can't fight your way out of this. Then help me! Not that way. They're coming. Nope. Too late. They can see you, right? We can use that. I'll be back. A distraction, that's all I'm asking for. I promise. 
Yeah, cut away so they don't have to do a fade Daniel out effect. Yeah. Realistically, Jack, I wouldn't have stood at that wall. Oop. <laughs> well, you've got to quite figure out how the system works yet. You'll learn. You can see where they were standing on the gun with that. Orient yourself the same way. That's going to make you nauseous, though. Shouldn't shift to gravity like that? I would imagine so, but he is a pilot after all. Yeah. His motive had to be personal. For what reason? The brain's trust and Tilk. Well, the Toker claimed that all of Kanan's spy missions were a complete success, therefore he'd have no reason to go back to any of those planets. If we take them at their word, we can rule out any logical reason. Now, Kanan had to be motivated by something profound enough to not only risk his life, but also the life of his host. A few years ago, this scene wouldn't have been possible because she couldn't have fit three monitors onto that table. <laughs> That's true, they finally gone flat screen. Ooh, burning. More holes in tunic. <laughs> Talvac acid will take some time to burn through all the way. Though it cauterizes the flesh as it burns, a very small amount often finds its way into the blood, begins to spread. Did the uh, commentary discuss what that actually was? Yeah, basically it was CGI. <laughs> no physical substance. In the bottle? In the actual prop itself, no, they didn't. Looks like some kind of smoothie. And it's still burning. You've got the CGI smoke coming off his chest. Mm. You are O'Neill. What was the name of your symbiote? I, I just told you. What? Tokra secrets? Could a single name reveal? I don't know. Why protect the one who betrayed you, abandoned you to this? If I knew the name, I'd give you the damn name. I don't care about protecting the Tokra. I say, Bob's convinced that even though the symbiote isn't there, mm -hmm. he has full access to the memories of the time they spent together. Insidious, like acid, burrowing holes into our empires. Kanan! Martin would actually wanted Chris George, who was doing the commentary with him, look for the scenes where the two actors weren't working together. Mm. See if they could tell. Kanan! Oh, Bow was happy. Well, satisfied more than happy. Well, yeah, stage one. <laughs> Any piece of information out of a torture victim is a positive step for the torturer. The thing is, torture doesn't realistically work. Because when you torture someone, uh, they're just going to tell you what they think you want to hear, not the truth. The thing is, torture doesn't realistically work. Because when you torture someone, uh, they're just going to tell you what they think you want to hear, not the truth. In this case, it depends if Bao does believe Jack honestly cannot remember at this point. There may be much more of this pain that's still in your memory than even you know. But it'll come to you. In time. The one scene that Brad Wright really didn't like as Jack fell down the shaft and then twisted and came out the sarcophagus to be dropped in the cell. Is it you? The camera looking down on Jack. Mm -hmm. Why? You shouldn't have come back. Ula Friss, who plays uh, Shalan, is actually lying on her stomach looking down into the set. Mm. If I leave with you, he will know. Is Jack actually seeing her? Is she alive? Is she dead? And of course, that just overly complicates things when Daniel's standing there as well. Jack, who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say. Coming from Daniel, that's an interesting observation to make. <laughs> Josh, just leave me alone. <laughs> There's nobody there. 
I mean, you can, you can assume, I suppose we've got to assume the trauma of being near death and can maybe hiding some of the memories from him. Mm. Jack is honestly confused and he doesn't know what the hell is going on. Does it still hurt? You're being a self-righteous little gobshite, aren't you, Daniel? No. I told you I'd come back. If the Daniel Jackson I knew was really here... I am. Then do something. They can't, though. You can understand why the ancients actually had this philosophy, because once you start meddling, where does it stop? Let's face it, if you want to live in this world, then don't be ascended. Well, there's no choice between ascending and not living. I'll go with the ascension. The hardest part of being who or what I am is having the power to change the things I want to change and knowing that I can't. Even when I'm certain, even when it's absolutely clear to me, even when it affects the people I care about. Because for all I can do... I'm no more qualified to play God than the Gul'dar. Val will keep this up. I keep bringing up Martin Wood, but I think he was proud of this episode when he was doing the commentary on it. He considers this some of the, you know, some of the best, if not the best work, Michael Shanks and Richie Dean Anson did together. Hmm. Look, there must be a reason that Kanan came back here. Was it for the woman, the one you're just talking to? She must have something to do with all of this. Yeah, screw it. Doesn't matter. Carter and Teal could think of something. Even if they could find out where you are. And you know, Jonas, he's at least as smart as you. There isn't always a way out, Jack. Hey, if that was true, I'd have been dead a long time ago. How many more times do you think you can go into that sarcophagus <laughs> before it starts changing you? How many times has it been already? It can regenerate your body, make you strong enough to go through that all over again, but all the time it's destroying who you are. Do not bring up that episode. Do not bring up that episode. <laughs> do not name it. You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate what you're trying to do. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe you could do it. This is me we're talking about. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh. Just try to open your mind. Oh, stop it, will you? Come on, Jack. You, you think the Asgard named a, a ship after you because they thought it was a cool name? Now's not the time to play dumb. You're a lot smarter than that. They saw our potential in you because of who you are and what you've done. Humanity's potential. That's the same thing almost saw in me. I am not you. Yeah, when has it ever stopped you from doing anything? It's like five okay. years, well, five years of rehearsing these characters together, bringing them to that scene. Damn straight. I'd have busted you out, blown this rat hole to hell, and made sure that son of a bitch suffered. The others would have stopped you. They'd have a hell of a fight on their hands. You wouldn't do Ball would be dead. Jack. I don't think I'd stop there. You're a better man than that. That's where you're wrong! Even Christopher George, when we were talking about this scene, he was praising Michael Shanks for being an actor that the likes of which he could never hope to achieve. Tony, you've lost your fashion sense. You don't understand that. <laughs> right now, I can't imagine doing or being anything other than what I am. I see things, I understand things in a way I never could have before. But I chose this. Even when Jacob was trying to heal me, I chose this. But you, in the place you're at right now, you don't have any other choices. This is not your life we're talking about, Jack. This is your soul. This is it. What I'm offering you is your only way out. You're wrong about that, too. Oh, dear. I don't think Bob's going to let you do anything that he isn't going to like. You can't commit suicide. You, you can't really do anything when he can bring you back to life. What are you talking about? Yeah, unfortunately... Oh dear. Yeah, if he's if he's not going to give you a zat gun, he's not going to kill you, is he? No. Any minute they're going to come, Ball is going to kill me again. You can make it the last time. 
Don't ask me to do that. You can put an end to it. I won't do it. I do it for you, and you know it. I don't want to see this cell again, Daniel. There he goes, he's alert. <laughs> I'm ready for you, boys. They probably got there and think, damn. <laughs> Course, what they'd do is, if I were there, I'd just flip it the other way for a second. <laughs> yeah, does it work if we turn it this way? <laughs> I don't know about you two, but I'm beginning to get the feeling that there is absolutely nothing here. And the hint is, that is how Daniel interfered. Mm. He just nudged the way they were thinking in one particular direction to kind of set the ball rolling. Look at this. What is it? The mission where Kanan worked undercover as a minor gold and ball service. How long ago was that? Several months. Ballas kept the existence of the outpost hidden from the other system lords. The outpost was a secret test facility for weapons technology and gravity field generators. Over a period of several months, he was able to map out the entire facility catalog as defense. That's what Kanan reported to the Toker Council. When you listen to the explanation, it is a leap to get to where they do. He used Ball's Lotar his personal slave, to access much of that information. Yeah, the Lotar gave him access to Ball's chamber when he was away. Do you believe Kanan withheld information in his report? No. But think about it. A Lotar is a Goa'uld's most trusted servant. Why would he so blithely betray his master? It is. Her master. The slave was a woman. <laughs> it's always a woman. Access to Ball's own chamber? Are you suggesting that Kanan engaged in an affair with this slave in order to gain access to her master's quarters. Now, would you imagine a system lord's Lotar actually betraying them for any reason? Need I point at Teok? He wasn't a Lotar, he were a first prime. The Lotar is the personal servant of a god, not his chief warrior. You're pretty much the Mr. Smithers to Burns. When you get to that stage, is that much brown nosing. You saw my tweet with that joke? You what? Download the brown nosed reindeer. Well, it's just as fast as Rudolph, but it doesn't stop quite as quickly. I got retweeted by two separate people. <laughs> the decision to act came after blending with the mind of Colonel O'Neill. At which point, he would have been confronted with every thought and belief that makes the Colonel who he is, and be forced to judge himself by that same code of honor. Especially what General Hammond referred to as the difference between us and the Tok'ra. We don't leave our people behind. You're not young. You can have a personal slave. You might as well have them young. No, I was in under 25. Is it you? You shouldn't be here. You look so different. How can you be Kanan? I'm not. If I leave with you, he will know. Ula Friss from Demok. Been in 4400, Blade, L Word. Not many lines in this episode. In fact, you didn't even have a name in the official credits. How long were you host to this Cayman before he convinced you to come here? Days or merely hours? I don't remember. What did this Cayman share about his previous mission here? Nothing. What did he want with my slave? I don't know. Why did he return? I don't know. It's taking Bell some time to get the information out of him. He's onto something. He's got that little piece of string he keeps pulling on. And Jack's unraveling bit by bit. I say a psychological approach. Try to remember you're not only serving me, but you're serving yourself. This Kanan took over his host body, your body, just as I or any other ghoul would have done. He used you to come here. But to what purpose? What did you say her name was? Ula Friss. Indeed, doesn't seem to have a listing. 
Oh, she's in there. I believe the answers are there in your mind. Even if you were host for a mere matter of hours, something of him will be left behind. <laughs> An unfortunate inheritance for you. Because I will find them. It always comes down to the torture implements. Of course it does. Incentive. Dig them out. You're telling me Kanan was compelled to rescue a slave he encountered months ago. As a direct result of blending with Colonel O'Neill, yes, sir. Based on the arrogant notion the Colonel would never have left her behind. Ar arrogance, sir, yes. Experience <laughs> how deeply the emotions can be shared between a Toker symbiote and its host. So do I, Major Carter. Still, your theory seems to be based on nothing more than intuition. I won't argue with that. But it's not without reasoning. I know that's where Colonel O'Neill is. As do I. We're all in agreement. I imagine Thorin doesn't even want to consider that it is, well, yeah, his house, really, yeah, could actually take control and actually force him to do something. Hmm. Then you know it is a fortress. An army could not hope to penetrate it. Kanan obviously thought it was possible. Sir, if we went in with a small force, maybe two SG teams... I'm sorry, Major, but I agree with the Counselor. I've gone over the intel we have on this outpost. A successful attack of any magnitude is beyond our capabilities. Obviously, Thorin hasn't read the many exploits that she won from their mission reports that the Toker got hold of. What are you looking for? Her age. Can't you do that after the episode? Yeah. He's not happy about being back. <laughs> yeah, you wake up. It's like the first day back at work. Oh, yeah. According to the Stargate Whiskey Wiki, her name was Shalan. Yeah, I know what her name was. Wee! <laughs> oh, just saw the little arrows on the room there. Yeah, shows you the, where the gravity's pointed. But just rather stiffly, that's a poorly animated yeah. prop, isn't it? <laughs> well, there's a, probably a bloke behind the set twisting it. Yeah, Jack's pretty much given up. Zoom out, all alone. Yeah, Jack looks a bit broken. Yeah, Christopher let us into uh, the joke. During the first season when he used to do the briefing room scenes, half the time he used to fall asleep because he wasn't involved. Cal Nareem. Cal Daniel? And it actually developed into meditation and Cal Nareem throughout the series. Took on a life of its own. He was quite happy with this episode because he, he didn't appear very often, so he, he was joking that he uh, spent a lot more time on his golf game. His golf game? His golf game. Chris George's golf game. Well, not Tilk's golf game. Tilk, what is it? I have been meditating on the possibility of rescuing Colonel O'Neill. I've just been going over the plans of the outpost again myself. I just don't see how we'd have any chance of success against a fortress this well defended, no matter how big the force. Agreed. I believe it would take the power of a goiled mothership to do so. Unfortunately, we don't have one of those. Perhaps not. But there are many system lords that do. What was its name? Time on the... Well, I don't know how to explain it, really. The web. Come on, Bal. You picked that slave for a reason. I'm sure you did. Again, a scene where the two actors are not playing opposite each other. Why? Jack was there for four days, and he shot all the time he could with Daniel. Why was Jack only there for four days? He went on holiday. The insurance allowed this? There's something else you're hiding from me. I sense it. I feel it. 
Well, Richard Dean Anderson is a producer of the show. <laughs> if you tell me what I wish to know, I will end this. He pretty much goes, if I'm going on a boating trip, I'm going on a boating trip. So he does actually like to fish. Mind is beginning to fail. It's time for the sarcophagus. But as you regain the strength to return here, consider this. <laughs> it will be far worse next time. I guess even at this stage, he probably realised that his enthusiasm for 18-hour days was waning. Uh, so this is the uh, location is... Oh, Daniel, sorry, I've read ahead. Daniel bracket, Peter Davidson bracket. Peter Davidson? The cricket voice. I'm just waiting for the decorative salary. <laughs> this is precisely the reason they've been reluctant to share intelligence. So be it. That's more or less what I said. The Tok'ra need us right now more than we need them. Do we expect any response from Lord Yu? No, sir. We know he received the plans to Ball's outpost and the message that went along with it, but we have no way of knowing if he'll act on it. I believe he will. Ball has kept the existence of this outpost from the other system lords. I still don't understand how destroying the power generators first is going to help the Colonel. It will give O'Neill a fighting chance. Nothing more. You heard about Peter's daughter and David Tennant, I trust? Yeah. Hang in there, Jack. Come on. Another six minutes. Give us another six minutes. <laughs> Daniel. I'm here. Kanan had fondness for her, but obviously wouldn't go back to save her until he came under the influence of Jack. Yes. Who's never leave anybody behind mentality just kind of shoved him over the edge. Well, no, I'm sorry. There was something I had to do, but I'm back now, and I promise I'll stay with you till this is over. That's how you were teasing. It'll never be over. Yes, it will. Daniel, you have to end this. Jack, you just have to hang in there a little while longer. No. I can't go back in there. If I go back, I swear to God, I'll give Bob what he wants. I'll tell him. So he's remembered everything then. Hmm. And he loved her. Canaan. He came back for her. He wanted to save her. Paul doesn't know this. If he finds out, he'll do to her what he's doing to me. Daniel, if you don't end this, I'll tell him. You won't have to. It's almost over, Jack. Daniel's been up to something. Mm-hmm. How? You were right. There's always a way out. Within the rules. Well, bending the rules somewhat. Yes. Standing in the same room as Sam. He's over there. These are the coordinates. <laughs> What'd you do? I didn't do anything. It was um, Sam and Teal'c and uh, Jonas, too. I'll write them down on the computer screen. All you've got to do is notice them. But I'm not telling you directly. You know, the fact that they're highlighted green with sort of... Uh, Flickery lights. This is it. All you ever wanted was a fighting chance, Jack. Now you have it. Anyone can make it out of here, you can. Things are changing. Yeah, so let's shout that. Yeah. Where do you think he shattered that from? Surely a guard within the prison complex wouldn't know who the hell's attacking. Mm. Lord Hugh, though, he's been very helpful to the Tare, hasn't he, <laughs> over the years? Tare? Shouldn't that be Terry? Pronounce it however you want. As we said before, Gwold is pronounced... Jack's angry. And so was Dan Shea, who did the uh, stunt punching. 
That's Akron, eh? That's all he's ever wanted. And he's hobbling away. <laughs> he looks old, doesn't he, really? <laughs> Hello. Now that's a prison when the barriers go down and you still don't escape. Come with me. No, he'll stop us. Hmm. Oh, a little trick thrown in there by Martin Wood. Try to convince you he was back in the sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. Dr. Fraser says he'll probably suffer withdrawal symptoms from so much time in the sarcophagus, but otherwise she expects a full recovery. What happened to the woman he went back for? Her name's Shaylin. She decided to stay with the Tok'ra. So she may continue Kanan's fight in his name. Hey. I'm trying to sleep here. They weren't going to spend a hundred grand showing how Jack somehow managed to escape from the compound in the middle of an invasion. Listen. The good idea you had there. Actually, sir, we all contributed to it. Understatement, surely. <laughs> Sorry, reading ahead. Do you need anything? Or... Water. Sure. Did this run short? Because you have this long sort of. This is normally be kind of a you know fade to credits. No, the episode actually ran ten minutes long, and there's your patented camera trick again. Mm -hmm. I always seem to be saying goodbye to you. Yeah, I noticed that. No magic that just appears. Why don't you stick around for a while? I can't really. You just did? Special occasion. Christmas? No. Groundhog Day? <laughs> no. Groundhog <laughs> Day. I've got my journey, you've got your... Something like that, yeah. Hmm. That's all right, then. All right. It's all right. <laughs> Look, I know you don't think so. Right now, I mean, I know you have your doubts, but... Uh... Because you've been through something that no one should have to go through. I guess what I'm trying to say is... You're going to be alright. How do you know? You're just going to have to trust me. I can do that. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. Right, quick, duck under the bed! <laughs> it probably was literally that way. Get off, shop. Uh, here you go, sir. Thanks. Good night. It was probably easier to duck down rather than step around right the bed. Yeah. Interesting few days, Jackson. Been on secret covert missions. Thanks. Yes, you never see it more philosophical, Jack. And that was the abyss. No, it wasn't the abyss. I've said it again, I keep saying. That was abyss. Yes, you did mention that it shared a toilet with the movie, too. <laughs> Which features certain actresses' breasts at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cold breasts. Yeah, although obviously not that cold from what memory serves of them. <laughs> Way off topic. <laughs> yes, welcome to Boobtopia. <laughs> the commentary for this episode is something I would recommend anybody listen to with Chris George, Martin Wood and James Titchener. Martin was also saying, when asked by Chris, Michael was happy to do this episode. Please, he could come back to the show just for this one-off. Uh -huh. Martin was saying, you know, he, he misses Michael Shanks himself as the actor and his acting. Yeah. And I think, you know, Christopher had, did have a point in the commentary when he says, uh, in acting terms, Michael Shanks does probably stand, you know, head and shoulders above some of the rest of the cast. Yeah. Well, we'll explain all the guest roles he got in other sci-fi afterwards. 
as Martin pointed out, though, Christopher had his own physical aspect to acting that Michael Shanks probably would never equal, even with all his extra buffness. Mm-hmm. You can't really see the buffness. Maybe that's what he did for the year he was off, you know? He went to the gym a lot. Probably, because uh, as we've seen from IMDb, he didn't really do a lot. <laughs> Michael Shanks, Stargate, they were made for each other. And I think this episode just shows how much, no disrespect to Corin, but the show does miss that dynamic between him and Jack. But that's for another season. Indeed. Next week's episode is entitled Shadow Play. Quinn is conflicted when an old professor from his home planet asks SG-1 to help stage a coup against Kilowen. Then, government in order to stop a civil war. Should SG-1 allow the planet to destroy itself? Or are they placing themselves in needless danger? Of course it is. It's not needless danger, it's needed danger for dramatic effect. Ah, yes. So, a Jonas episode, and a major guest star. I'll take your word for that. Well, we'll find out next week. But a very familiar face to the sci-fi community. On the next Stargate SG-1... All right, let's move out. The mission, Hope Resistant Forces. We intend to stop our leaders before they take us to the brink of destruction. Trade for powerful technology. Aquadria. A lot of it. If you help us, it's yours. Without starting a civil war. This is their most heavily guarded facility. You could take the building from the inside, you wouldn't have to fire a shot. Not a chance. Now, in this world's most desperate hour... You're gonna get yourself killed. Only SG-1 can come to the rescue. Jonas! Professor! Richard Dean Anderson stars on the next Stargate SG-1. Okay, as we said, that were abyss. If you want to leave feedback, you can do so at these places. Please be advised, these are the current communication protocols. The Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com and has its own feedback and contact form. Links to episodes not on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus groups are listed under The Gatecast, and our Twitter feed goes by The Gatecast, which is one word. These three resources seem to be the most popular method of keeping in touch. We are also listed on the Blueberry service as The Gatecast, one word, and Cast Roller as The Gatecast. Finally, our email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, and even with today's social media network deluge, is still the most basic and reliable method of contacting us. If you want to be a bit more adventurous than recording an audio file, MP3 preferable, but it doesn't really matter, and email it to us. It's a great way to interact with us and the rest of the listeners. It also helps when we hear how to pronounce somebody's name. So feel free to send us feedback and any other type of comment about the Stargate franchise, or our own small part of this fandom. Links and pictures are all part of the love of SG-1, SGA and Universe. Retweets, shares and plus ones are always appreciated. One universe, one people, the journey never ends. Stargate forever. Okay then, that was this, as Alan says, next week's Shadow Play. Thanks for listening to us, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com.